relationship coach Cherylee Swady as she explores marriage transformation for struggling couples. Forgiveness, healing, connection, love restored and renewed. Our history does not have to define us. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 10 gifts you give your spouse that don't cost any money. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5. Okay, so welcome everybody to the Happily Ever After Again podcast. I'm your host, Shirley Sweeney. Well, today is Christmas Eve, and I'm going to do something unprecedented in the short history of this podcast. I'm going to attempt to write, record, and then publish an episode all in the same day. Now, you have to understand this usually takes me about a week to two weeks to do because I'm so new and uh, everything is still a learning curve. So if it's a little bit rough today, you know why, but I have to, my goal is to get this out for Christmas. You might hear little noises in the background, but I'm not going to be able to do a lot of editing this time. So what you hear is what you get. So I wanted to do this episode because tomorrow is Christmas and I wanted the session to be a Christmas episode. Even if most of you listen after Christmas, I want this to be a special Christmas episode. So first of all, uh, Merry Christmas everyone. This has got to be the strangest Christmas in memory for probably many of us. Our world is it's kind of upside down right now and I think many of us are looking forward to our traditions, our special ways that we practice at Christmas time. And even if things are strange, we can do our best to celebrate something that means so much to many of us. So whatever you're doing for Christmas or not doing or feeling, I wish you the very best on this day and for tomorrow um, and for the rest of the season for that matter. And just a note, if, if you're feeling sad that you're not seeing those that you love the very most, maybe take a moment just to acknowledge your grief and let yourself feel it. It's okay to feel sad. In fact, it's better to admit it than try to hide everything and then it comes out in other ways. Or maybe you're feeling a little angry at the state of our world. Well, let yourself feel that too. It's better to acknowledge it than just let it out in harmful ways when you're not expecting it. And if you're feeling excited, I'm really happy for you. I'm excited for you too. I've seen a lot of people on my friends list on Facebook getting excited about what we might usually think of just the little things this year, like decorating their tree or doing crafts. One thing this year has taught many of us is to be grateful for the little things we can do to make a little more beauty in the world, and for those closest to us, and for those we're not able to see, but we want to see. So from the bottom of my heart, I wish you a Merry Christmas for 2020. Take time to enjoy whatever is in front of you, whoever is in front of you. Be grateful for the little or the abundance that you have. So getting into it today, I have a true confession. I'm going to share something that's been really um, nagging on my mind. It's my own little personal dilemma, and I hate to confess it. It's embarrassing, but... I have not actually got my husband a present this year. And usually gift giving is sort of my, it's definitely my love language. It's something I really enjoy. I love getting the, the perfect present for someone. It's it's a just something that brings me a lot of joy. And I usually try to get something that my husband likes and, and will enjoy. But this year, I've had some difficulties. Um, and I'll explain why a little bit. So first of all, I am a last minute shopper and it's actually the way I usually prefer to do my shopping. I just love that um, pressure of just finding the perfect thing in the stores at, at the um, 
adrenaline. I love all the people out. You know, it's just, to me, it's an exciting time. So that's my usual routine. And uh, alas, though, this didn't work in my favor this year. You see, this year, our province um, sort of had the audacity to shut down Christmas shopping by declaring we can only buy essentials. I, I, to be honest, I can't even believe it. I think it's ridiculous. So, for example, when we went to Canadian Tire, that's a local store in Canada, if you're not from Canada, it's not just for tires, we went to buy Christmas decorations, and right beside the ornaments were a rack of Barbie dolls, and the dolls were hidden with a big swatch of plastic, and there was a sign that says, the province of Manitoba has deemed this product as non-essential. So you couldn't buy the dolls, even though you were already there buying a Christmas bulb. So, like I say, huh? <laughs> but I should have got it earlier because um, we've known about this for about a month, gone to Amazon, ordered. Uh, even that might not have got it here on time because we, you know, I we live kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, I could have got something local and I, I couldn't find something that just seemed just right. And the other thing is, like I said, we, we live out in the middle of nowhere, so I don't actually go to the city very often. Um, so anyway, here I am. I don't have a present for him and he's not listening. So he doesn't know this. I haven't said anything. I think what I'm going to end up doing is um, ordering something today from Amazon, cutting the picture out, putting it in a bag, and then maybe doing some coupons for him. I, I know I should do more. I I feel bad. It's not my usual, but that's the way it is. So, But what this whole dilemma of mine has... Um, it's got me thinking about the concept of gifts in relationships and what we really do give each other even when we don't give each other physical gifts. What are the gifts that we give of ourselves? And it just was interesting to me. So I wanted to share um, these gifts that I came up with. So this is what I came up with. 10 gifts that you give your spouse that don't cost money but are far, far more valuable than money can buy. These are gifts that we give our spouses and that they also things, they're also things that our spouse give us that we can appreciate and be grateful for. Um, so it's just a kind of a different take on the whole Christmas theme. I hope you enjoy it. So uh, we will get into the 10 gifts you give your spouse that don't cost money. So let's get started. And it, there is a, a noise. Uh, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but that's my husband. And there's my dog. <laughs> so if you do hear a little bit, like I said, I'm going to try to just keep going because it is Christmas Eve. And yeah, <laughs> I got to do other things. So like I said, I'm not going to be able to edit as much. So, so let's get into the gifts, okay? Okay, so the first gift that we give our spouse and our spouse gives us is a gift of our body. So in the Bible, I don't I didn't have time to look at the reference this time, but in our body in, in the Bible, there's a verse that says that we give our spouse due diligence, and it's referring to actually lovemaking. And lovemaking is something that is exclusive to a husband and a wife. It's thing that makes marriage unique over any other relationship, is that we're not to have sex, right, with anyone else. And it's part of the marriage relationship. And it's something that is in the Bible, it's required. We're supposed to try to um, give our spouse ourselves, our body. And what does, what does it do? It helps keep them from, te from temptation, like being, from being tempted to have sex somewhere else. It gives comfort. 
it gives love. It's a form of love. For my husband, his first love language is touch. So for those of us who are very touch-oriented, it fulfills that very um, much-needed need in our life. So the gift of our body. Uh, number two, the gift of our ears. So another gift that we give is the gift of listening. And just being there as a sounding board, being there to hear their dreams, their hopes, their complaints, everything, listening. And there's a lot of memes out there about a man who just sort of pretends to listen and, you know, says, yes, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, um, and not necessarily listening. Men and women are different. And so the ability to listen to each other is often comes at a price. It's not always easy to listen to what our spouse might be saying or talking about. It's not always interesting to us. But just being there to listen um, is very much a gift that we can give each other. And sometimes, like I said, it even comes at a price. We don't always feel like listening. But being able to listen is a wonderful gift. Hey, number three is the gift of our service. Now, gift of service, and, and you'll notice some of these, as I was doing this, um, there's a lot of correlation with, with the five love languages. So one of the love, love languages is gifts of service. And um, so I guess I, I didn't realize I was boring that, but it the phrase is the same. But um, just the service is doing things for each other, the gifts of tasks, of doing things for each other, of helping each other, whether it's in the house, doing housework, whether it's putting gas in the car, whether it's just the things that we do for each other to help each other's lives run well. Okay, the another one is the gift of acceptance. And that's a that's a gift that we give each other like what it is is, you know, it's making a home that's safe for each other. And I mean, we give that to our children too. All of these, a lot of these gifts will be applicable to the kids as well. Except, of course, you know, the gift of your body. But a lot of these will be similar. But when we accept our spouse, and that doesn't always come automatically either. Like I've seen couples, you know, just in my my workplace and stuff that don't seem to really accept each other. And they'll talk badly about each other to work to their workmates and um, but if we can accept each other like what a gift that is that the one person that really accept us accepts us for who we are is a wonderful gift and something we want to try to give to our spouse and we hope that they accept us too hey number five is the gift of kindness now this might sound obvious but we're not always kind to our spouse are we because we're with them all the time or you know we're with them a lot and because we're with them a lot, it's easy to take someone for granted and just kind of neglect the common courtesies that we would do with a stranger. And one of the articles that I had read years ago, that was one of the best articles on marriage, it was in a Reader's Digest collection, and an old Reader's Digest collection back from when I was a kid, and it gave the marriage advice is to treat your spouse like you would a stranger. And I that always stuck with me. I just thought it's so beautiful. Because if we had someone come to our house or, you know, even someone in the restaurant or wherever we are, we're usually pretty polite with them just because that's how we, we know that's the right thing to do. But it's easy to neglect that courtesy with our, our spouse because we see them all the time. But it's important to, to show kindness. Okay, so that wraps up 
So that wraps up the first five gifts. I'm going to take a break here for something we call marriage media, where I share something I've been reading, listening to, or watching in regards to marriage in the media. Here's the segment. Marriage Media. Hi, welcome to Marriage Media. In today's episode, I want to talk about one of my very favorite Christmas movies called The Family Man. It was filmed in 2000, so it's a little older. I'm not sure exactly where you'd find it, but it stars Nicolas Cage, one of, in my opinion, one of the best actors ever. He plays a highly successful executive named Jack with a new woman in his bed every single night. He's a typical Scrooge who makes his employees work on Christmas Eve, no matter how much they want to be with their family. After a mysterious meeting with a stranger on the street on Christmas Eve, Jack wakes up to a very different reality and life the next day on Christmas morning. In in an alternate universe, Jack works at a humdrum tire shop and is married to his college sweetheart, Kate, and they have two kids. He's obviously, he is obviously shocked at this change of events and tries to go back to his old life. I mean, who can blame him? And he resists his poverty-stricken existence where he just works at a tire shop. He wants to go back to being rich and successful. Of course, like all these kind of movies, like think of It's a Wonderful Life or Click or even Back to the Future, he starts to learn his lesson and he yearns for more in his life than just money and worldly success. I won't tell you the ending, but you can probably guess it is definitely a feel-good movie. I loved it, though, as I like all these kinds of movies. I'm a sucker for time travel movies, and this one definitely fits the bill. The lesson we can learn from this movie about marriage is just how much of a gift our spouse really is, how much of a value our spouse brings, even though we might not always acknowledge it. I will warn, if you are thinking of this movie, you might want to stick with adults or at least older teenagers. Common Sense Media rates it as being suitable for 13 and up, but it really depends on the standards you have. There are some suggestive scenes as well as some swearing. Okay, back to the podcast. Okay, the next gift, number six, that we can give our spouse that doesn't cost any money is a gift of our humor. Now, you might be saying, I'm not really a funny person. I don't know if I have a sense of humor or a gift of humor to give my spouse. I don't make jokes. I don't make people laugh. But we all have some kind of sense of humor, or if we don't, we need to. My husband is a very funny person. He makes me laugh all the days, <laughs> every day. He also makes other people laugh um, almost everyone around him. So he's a funny person. I'm not really a funny person, though I have my moments. I can be funny at times. It's not my main gift or my main trait. But what I can't do is appreciate his humor. And usually if someone's funny, they like to have someone laugh at them, right? It's no fun being funny if no one laughs at your jokes or your sense of humor. So whether you're the laugher or the laughy, or maybe you're both, you can bring some kind of humor into your relationship. And believe me, a sense of humor is a great gift to have, especially in these times. Number seven, the gift of your intelligence. Now, what I mean by the gift of intelligence is that you bring your special knowledge or gifts or talents 
specifically into your marriage to help your spouse. Now, we all have different kinds of intelligences. And as an educator, we learned there's gifts of emotion, there's emotional intelligence, there's mechanical intelligence, there's creative intelligence, there's a lot of different kinds of intelligence. But whatever it is that you bring it into your marriage and you help your spouse. Now, it could be that you research things, it could be that you're a problem solver. It could be that you give a gift of creativity to make a beautiful environment around you. But it's using your gifts and your intelligence to help your spouse. One way that this gift can be abused is that someone who has a, a particular, say, intelligence, maybe in academics, can make someone else who doesn't have that same gift feel inferior by berating them or making fun of them or talking down to them, condescending. That's a misuse of that gift. But a use of the gift in a good way is to help the person and and enrich their life with the, the intelligence that we have. All right, so that brings us to number eight, which is closely related, actually. I call this the gift of your growth. So all of us um, can grow in different areas. And the more that we grow, it doesn't just benefit us as people, but it also benefits our spouse. So for example, let's say that we need some work in emotional intelligence and let's say that we need to become more aware of our feelings and maybe more vulnerable. We're growing as people, but that also benefits our spouse. Let's say that we're weak in the area of time management, for example. We can grow as people, but that growth also benefits our spouse. Okay, so gift number nine is called the gift of happiness. You might have heard that saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And isn't that true? If one person in the household isn't happy, it really does affect everyone else. So if one person in the house is happy, it also affects everybody else. So the gift of happiness, it's not something we can always control. Um, Sometimes we may struggle with depression. I know myself, I have struggled with depression and I still do from time to time. But the gift of happiness is when we can't feel happy, it's also a gift to our spouse because they feel it, it's transmitted, it's caught. And number 10 is very closely related as well and I call this a gift of your faith. Now, what does this mean? The gift of faith is believing that things are gonna be okay. It's having just a, um, it's having faith that, that we're gonna make it. It's not believing in being doomed, not believing yourself to be doomed, but believing that things are going to get better. The gift of faith for me is based on the Bible. It's based based on my faith in Jesus. And without that faith, I, I know I wouldn't have been able to make it through 2020, to be quite honest. So the gift of faith, again, it's something that's personal, but like happiness, it's also something that's transmitted. It's something that's caught. Even if we don't talk about it, it's just something that's there that can help uplift our spouse. It can help our spouse get through because when we have faith, we pass it to others that they also have faith that they're going to make it. And for me, it's a faith in God, a faith in, I believe, the person that created us and gave us life and gives us salvation. And that's that's my personal um, that's my personal faith. So those are ten gifts that you can give your spouse. And excuse me, my husband's talking in the background, but I'm going to keep going because we're almost done. Those are ten gifts that you can give your spouse that don't cost any money. So 
So in the last few minutes of the show, I always share a scripture verse and say a little prayer. So for today's verse, we're going to share a Christmas verse. Because today is Christmas Eve. This is Luke 2, 11, And it goes like this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this is the verse that talks about Jesus, the baby Jesus, that all of these events of Christmas are based on is a celebration of baby Jesus. All right, so I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I'm going to say a quick prayer and take care. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. I thank you for tomorrow. I thank you for the gift of your birth. I pray that you'll be with each one, whether they're listening on Christmas or listening sometime after. Just bless them and keep them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.